Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I've been so excited to release this How Do You Hustle episode for a number of reasons. I interviewed Maddie and Sophie, two friends who host the You're In Good Company podcast. And this interview I just found so informative and interesting. And I think you all will too. Obviously, starting a podcast is exciting enough. They both are so invested, let's just say, in their own financial journeys. And I just thought it tied in so nicely with what we discuss on this show. Obviously, it's all about our careers, but investing is also so important in building your own personal wealth that can hopefully one day mean you can be more free to do the things that you want to do in your career. Something I found really interesting about listening to their podcast is in one of the episodes, they talked about the fact that the percentages of women who invest are substantially less than men. And the fact that this could sometimes come down to a lack of awareness. Both of the girls shared some tips for those of you who are sort of just starting out on that journey. So I hope you all enjoy. joined today by Sophie and Maddie from You're In Good Company podcast. How are you both today? I'm really good, thanks. Thanks for having us. So Maddie, tell me how You're In Good Company got started. Yeah, so going probably back to around September, October last year, I think, uh, the Equity Mates team who produce our podcast um, were actually the two guys that run the Equity Mates podcast, Bryce and Alec, were taking their podcast full time and Equity Mates full time and leaving their job. So they posted on their Facebook group saying, you know, if you want to get involved, if you want to join the team, get in touch. Um, so I did that, not really expecting too much, to be honest. I think it was a little bit of like, lockdown boredom and wanting to do something that was you know a little bit extracurricular from my day job um so I got in touch thinking maybe that I could get paid to help them research the podcast thinking getting paid to read the AFR that's ideal um so when we got in touch we started chatting about you know whether I invest and whether my friends invest and we just got onto this massive conversation it was kind of we got to the point where it was like, we feel like we really need a podcast that um, I guess is run by women, a little bit more targeted towards women that can really try and make this conversation more accessible and help people learn about the benefits of investing in a really 
like accessible and safe way. And then they're like, cool. So do you want to host it? And I was like, um, <laughs> so I called Soph and I was like, so, and I actually, I think we we're on the phone for like probably 45 minutes before I brought it up, just chatting. And then eventually I was like, so I've got this idea. <laughs> and luckily she said yes. And it all sort of rolled on from there. Amazing. So what do you both do for work outside of the podcast as well? Yeah, so we both, I mean, I'll let Maddie speak for herself, but we do both work in finance. We did um, commerce degrees at uni, also arts, but we, we didn't do anything towards like investing. I mean, finance is really broad and investing is kind of just one section of it all but I work in M&A so really like most days I'm looking at different types of businesses in a lot of different industries um, often people wanting to sell their business so it really complements well what we're doing with the podcast because I guess you're looking at the internals of like how companies run and who's running them and their intentions so I really love the job that I'm doing at the minute in M&A and yeah, I guess that and, and the podcast take up pretty much 90% of our time. I would love to add something different to that, but so if now pretty much have the same job at different firms. So she just described my job perfectly too. <laughs> and how did you two know each other? We went to school together. So we met in all the way back in year seven. Wow. <laughs> There are some photos you don't want to see of us when we're in <laughs> like posing with our scooters, like so bad. Not good. <laughs> oh, I'm getting I love right that. That's so nice. So what has the biggest milestone been for you both with the podcast so far? And have you had any moments that will kind of pinch me moments? It's funny because it's because we're still growing. I mean, honestly, like every tiny thing feels like a milestone moment. Like every small achievement honestly feels like a milestone moment. Like we'll get an extra 10 followers on Instagram or an extra 100 followers, uh, sorry, 100 listeners on our podcast platform. And they like still feel like huge milestones. But I think one of the best things um, about doing this podcast is really the people that we get to meet and interview um, through some of the networks that we've created. We've, we have people on like the CEO of Adore Beauty, which is just insane Amazing. for us because when we, yeah, when we first started thinking about this podcast, one of the things, you know, in October last year, one of the things we were talking about was like, oh, we could speak about the Adore Beauty IPO because that happened in October 2020. Um, sorry, when I say IPO, just meaning the, uh, the company was going public from private to public. And then, you know, last week or the week before we had the Adore Beauty CEO on. So it came, you know, real full circle. Um, so I think it's all the little moments and just for me personally, all the guests that we get to speak to because they have such incredible insights and so much experience. And sometimes I can't believe they've said yes to wanting to talk to us. I know. <laughs> I actually think I, I reckon I think that like every single interview, I'm like, why? <laughs> How did we get here? <laughs> that imposter yeah, syndrome. I know. <laughs> I would completely echo everything Soph said. And I think the only thing I would add to that is we've started a segment on the podcast called Show Me the Money, Honey. And it's where we get a little voice snippet from community members where they basically just say roughly how much they're earning each month, how much they're putting into the stock market and what they're investing in. And it's all sort of just to um, 
try and make the topic a bit less secret and like open the doors a little bit so we can kind of see inside what people are actually doing. But it's making me so proud because so many people are sending in voice memos and they've just started investing and it was sort of like, you know, inspired or influenced by the podcast. And I just think, you know, obviously Sophie and I would really love to grow this podcast to be as big as we can, but I think, you know, every, every time we do this, I try and just remind myself that even if one person starts investing because of it, then it's like job worthwhile because Mm. at the end of the day, we just really like, we have seen and experienced the benefits of investing firsthand. And if we can help one other person to do that, then that's goal achieved. I love that. And I think you're right. It, it always has been something I feel like even in my friendship circle, I feel like it was never something that was discussed, but I feel like now I'm at an age and probably as well, I think it is way more topical and it does actually mm. come up. I think, I think women are more interested in it. They want to, you know, better themselves financially as much as they can. Mm. So I love that. So what do you both love the most about, you know, working in finance and investing? I think for me, we had a guest on quite early on and she talked to us about how finance and investing connects you with the world around you. So because you become invested, part of the pun, <laughs> in all different types of businesses, you know, it makes conversations with your friends about their job more interesting. It makes shopping online at Adore Beauty more interesting. One of our favorite things to say is that you can shop online at Adore Beauty and it's investing research because like you're testing the delivery process and is it good and how does the packaging come because that's all part of customer experience. Um, but I think it's just the way that finance and investing can connect you with the world around you and help you to understand kind of the inner workings of what's going on is what I love the most about it. Yeah, yeah. and I'll add that. I'll add that I think one of the coolest things that I've been learning over the past couple of years when starting investing is that even if you don't care about finance numbers or, you know, what this big company is doing, even if that's not even on your radar, you can find things that you're passionate about and relate it into investing. So, you know, if you're, for example, really passionate about um social enterprise or sustainability you can look at companies and go as a shareholder or as an investor how can I try and change that company to do better or where can I find a thematic fund or an ETF to invest in that's you know helping the greater good because there's all sorts of different types of investing it's not just you know investing for profits there's also things like impact investing which is you know trying to help um, particular causes with your money like it's almost philanthropic so I just think it, there's something in it for everyone and you don't just have to be, you know, wanting to understand companies and numbers to be, you know, excited by it. Yeah, so true. Well, I was going to actually share my little story if we're going to um, talk about what you usually get guests to do. So I actually was in debt and it took me a really long time to pay it off. And I had credit cards. It was over a few different things. It was just from, you know, Europe trips, last minute life stuff. I moved to Melbourne, but I'm proudly completely debt-free now. Um, and have been, yeah, have been for a bit over a year, but my brother works in crypto and I've actually had him on the show before. And um, I remember 
he him saying just invest some of it like and I, I was going I have debt I can't invest anything I've got to pay off my debt and he's now you know his shares and his crypto have gone kind of through the roof he's he's doing very well with it he studied <laughs> finance as well but you know I'm sort of dipping my toe in the water so um I use things like stake I've got you know Tesla and things like that Shopify and then um I've got well an Australian share app and then got you know sort of a bunch of tech and you know some more traditional safe um shares and then I also do have just a tiny bit of crypto just so I can kind of like research it. But I actually am really into um, all of that stuff now. And I sort of encourage everybody or my friends and people around me as well. Um, And it is, it's something I really enjoy and I like learning about. And I, I do like, if I hear something's about to, you know, happen in a certain company that I really love, I'll like look into it, research it, make a decision. So I guess what I wanted to sort of gauge is if there was someone like me, maybe years ago, they've never even dipped their toe in the water. Maybe people who are listening to the podcast that don't really know much about that stuff. What advice would you give them? Well, not advice, but what would you sort of ask them? What <laughs> would you say? Advice. Yeah, yeah, not not financial advice. What tips? Yeah, well, what firstly, tips? On that debt point, I can a hundred percent relate because I started investing like three or four years ago, but then in 2019 took a big four month trip and put myself in a heap of debt, which I don't say I don't recommend, but like that was the situation I was. That was the point that I was at. And then I stopped investing for the year after to pay it off. And like, sometimes you feel like you might get a bit of FOMO, but the thing with debt is that you're paying such a high interest rate and you're unlikely to get that rate in the stock market. So that's good. Pay that off first. So if anyone's got debt, (laughs) yeah, I can pay that off so that you're in a comfortable, you know, surplus situation to start investing. That's probably point number one. Yeah. But I think, Maddie actually just put up a really good video on our Instagram about (laughs) I think the first one for me is really like exactly what you said like there's a bit of FOMO that happens with investing sometimes when you you do hear people investing and getting gains but the first thing is that you just need to be comfortable with where you're at with your cash situation make sure you have a little bit stored away and make sure you're comfortable you know to put whatever you're putting into the stock market you know you're not going to be touching it for a while And then from there, it's really for me about, you know, doing your own research, not listening to other people's stock tips, you know, finding companies that you like and you use and that you enjoy and just putting a little bit in, you know, even if it's, I mean, some brokerage platforms are literally like you can just put in a hundred dollars these days. Exactly. And I think once you have your money in there, you just become very engaged because you're like, oh, that's my money. I want to see what's happening to it. And I think that really gets you started on your own investing journey it's just putting that bit of money in yeah I think the easiest way to start is just start I know when I was beginning I really put it off for a long time because I was worried about perfection and finding the perfect broker and finding the perfect stock and then what I realized once I got started was number one I keep changing my broker so it didn't even matter but number two, as soon as I actually had some money in there, it was so much easier because I could learn by doing instead of learn by trying to read all like the complicated stuff online where you go down mm. a rabbit hole and get complete analysis paralysis. Um, mm. So yeah, like don't, don't worry about it being perfect. And I think 
you know, every investor makes mistakes. And I think it's probably safe to say that we learn more from our mistakes than we do from our successes. There's nothing like when you're becoming a bit too good of an investor and everything's going really well. <laughs> you think you're amazing and then something happens and you're like, oh, no, not definitely not a pro. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would really just say get started and, you know, join. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be our community, but would love for you to join our community. But, you know, find a group of friends or a community where you feel like you can go to to ask questions or talk to people about your experiences because, Sophie and I talk about this a lot, but we both had people sort of on the journey with us when we're starting out. And I think it made all the difference because you're not going at it alone and you have someone to talk to about what you're going through. And it really, really- Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Really helps. So what do you think the biggest difference between, I suppose, investing in something traditional like, you know, for example, having Woolworth shares on the ANZ investing app or, or going to a financial advisor, getting them to invest in some, you know, more traditional Australian shares to now things like the crypto, obviously market, you can use things like Binance or being able to invest in part shares in the US on other apps. So I was just going to ask, like, what do you think the biggest difference is? It's probably a really big question, but um, (laughs) these days, no, but these days there's so many different things. Like, um, Mm. what do you think the difference is for people that just have no idea? So... 
the way when I was looking at this question, I was like, this is so hard to answer. But I think <laughs> the, best, the best way to maybe summarize it is to think of them as separate asset class. So when you are thinking about, um, you know, your stocks, so either your Australian stocks, like your banks that you were saying, or your US stocks, you know, you're talking about Shopify, like they're your equities, they're companies and you're buying a piece of those companies. Where I was, whereas I would consider something like crypto as a digital asset. So it's a completely different asset class. And I think that's why when investors talk about it, it's like you're adding both stocks and digital assets to your portfolio. And that's what's like creating the diversity. I think a lot of the cryptocurrencies, especially like the Bitcoin and the Ethereum have incredible use cases a lot of their value these days is carried like it's carried by people's perception of like how valuable they are um but they do have use cases but the difference really is, is that you're not buying into a company per se and where that company is going and growing you're buying into a use case of a technology or a i guess a transaction or a purpose in summary, I think the best way to really think about it is that like completely two different asset classes. You've got equities, stocks, and your digital assets. And I think digital assets, it's really hard to get your head around right now, but like it might be, you know, as big or bigger than stocks in the future as we all <laughs> just move towards the internet. <laughs> Definitely. Would you say that one's more accessible and easy to understand for first-time investors than maybe another like would you recommend someone coming in with nothing and just kind of learning about all the different things or is it maybe more efficient I suppose or to to sort of start somewhere basic I mean from personal view I would say that starting at somewhere like stocks and equities is probably a little less volatile in terms of if you're putting your money in that there's yeah there's less volatility in it but on the other hand when I speak to the younger generation like I have a younger sister and all her younger friends they like know everything about cryptocurrencies and nothing about stocks. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. That's my yeah that's my oh, brother I'm as so well. Behind. Yeah, and they're all about the NFTs. They're all about those quick gains. I mean, they've also they're also very young, so I'm sure their risk tolerance is a lot higher. <laughs> yeah. But I, I would, like I just have this feeling that this next generation is going to come through and be like, "What the hell are shares? Do not care. Where's my next cryptocurrency that I can buy into?" Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? And like I noticed that with my own brother, who is a couple of years younger. Obviously, I said he has the experience, but he is just all about risk. And whereas I have invested in very old school Australian shares, I'm like, it's very safe. Dang, but I also, <laughs> I also have some crypto and I also have, you know, invested in some tech stuff. So I guess I look at that as having a diverse portfolio. And yeah. I think the other mm. thing as well is I do really small. I start small and then I dip my yeah. toe in and see how it goes. So yeah, it's just everyone's got a different, I suppose, way of working with their shares and maybe your past experience sometimes feeds into that. I think um, I only invest what I can. And I think that that's something I'm sure you guys would say that as well. You ne- you should never invest yeah. in things that you can't afford to lose. And I think it ties as well. We have an episode on this, but about your money story, like where mm. you've learned about money and your money type will totally depict your risk profile, number one. And then number two, like how willing you're, you know, ready to put your money into something that's volatile or not. Exactly. 
Um, it was hilarious. We actually had a guest on who has this whole theory about like money types and we <laughs> quizzed her and we told her some like defining facts about us. And then she guessed what money type we were and it was like spot on. And we we're like, Ooh, yeah. kind of weird. <laughs> but it tells you what kind of an investor you are and how you can be a better one. So it was actually pretty helpful. I'll have to um, take a listen. <laughs> so what, what are your hopes for the next 12 months? Like where, where do you see podcasts going and do you, are you both planning to keep you know it's just your little side hustle or yeah it's a great question I think we've got a Facebook group um, called YIGC investing podcast discussion group and that's probably one of my favorite things about the podcast because it's where people can come and ask questions and discuss topical things at the moment and I would really love to see that continue growing and sort of just become um a real community of its own and in the meantime we will keep working and keep doing the podcast even if it makes us tired (laughs) how long do you think you spend on the podcast each week um in comparison to obviously you both work full-time as well we actually made a new rule for this season. Season one, we didn't have this rule. Season two, we've now got it. We can't text each other during the day because it's too distracting. So, you know, from our, <laughs> our normal jobs is what, you know, 8.30 to 6 or much later sometimes. Whenever you finish, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it's always the pre-morning, you know, <laughs> up at 6 a.m. texting each other and late at night. I think we'd spend quite a few hours, but as I say to everyone, it doesn't feel like work. Like we Mm, love doing it so much Mm. that it doesn't matter if it's 11 p.m. at night or 6 a.m. in the morning, I'm ready to do anything for it. So a lot of hours, but I guess if you're passionate about it, it doesn't feel that way. I so agree. Yeah. Obviously we're in similar positions. I, um, I work full-time in a PR comms agency that works for -for not-for-profits and yeah, I'm actually in Queensland at the moment. So I got up at 6.30 to talk to you girls. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't have it. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, I was based in Melbourne and I've come up here, you know, just I'm so sorry. I thought the time difference worked the other way. I thought you got to start at 8.30. <laughs> no, it's so fine. It's so fine. Like I've done this, you know, a few times in the last month and that's just how it is and I wouldn't have it any other way I absolutely love doing it um and I'm sure you girls are the same and it just doesn't feel like work um well it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you both if people want I know you've sort of mentioned those platforms but if people do want to connect with the you're in good company podcast or um, some of your conversation groups how do they find you yeah, so we are on Instagram at YIGC Podcast or on Facebook. Um, the link is in our bio because it's a bit of a long name to find, but it's YIGC Investing Podcast Discussion Group. One other thing that I did actually want to plug, um, a really great resource to learn about investing is books. And the guys at Equity Mates have actually just released a book of their own, which is very exciting. It's called Get Started Investing um, and it's by Equity Mates. So if you're wanting somewhere to start and a resource to use, that could be a great one. But yeah, we love getting messages, either DMs or in the Facebook group. So if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. Thank you both so much for joining me. And um, I really look forward to seeing what great things you have in store in the podcast. 
Thanks, Bronte. Thanks, Bronte. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 